0: A boy you're just a boy. That's not boy. Don't need another, another boy what's going on you schmuckeroonies
1: hello everyone hope you're all having a great day
0: not a good day great day
1: fantastic day
0: <laughs> it is April which is so wild
1: it's I cannot believe we were just discussing how a first episode of this season came out in November. How how are we already in the fourth month? No, of I the don't year?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It, also April is like summer. Like
1: it starts to get summer. that weather, that nice vibes of like summer's on the horizon and like all the fun that comes with it.
0: Hot girl summer. <laughs> And we are split LA New York remember that so we're gonna be having very different cool summer energy going on.
1: You'll be dealing with like the disgusting humid heat of walking and I'll be up through the city. Yeah but be, I'm my roof
0: is gonna be open this summer so. Oh
1: yeah finally because it, it hasn't before. been open since we did that video. <laughs> oh wow, that was so long ago that was even before the podcast.
0: That was like our prepubescent friendship. That was the first time we hung out was yeah. on my Yeah. And then we went and like ate and everything so
1: far. Yeah. I'm very excited for LA summer.
0: I'm excited. It's your first summer there.
1: I know. I feel like I'm definitely not going to be able to go. To, I'm like, as much as I want to go to the beach every day, I'll obviously hopefully have a job by then. So I probably won't be able to. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be a fun time. And you guys you're our listeners you're in for a treat because this episode is just us your favorite hosts oh yeah um you know Libby and i realized that it's been a while since we had an episode of just the two of us where we can talk about our own Jewish lives and dating and we thought that would be a good opportunity to get you guys a more personal look into the group chat with us so this week's episode will just be me and libs talking it out yeah i'm excited i think it'll be a good one so hype
0: but marla was just in new york and sadly i didn't get to see her
1: care to share yes it was a very quick last minute trip because one of my best friends from college (laughs) phoebe and her boyfriend julian are now fiancé's yeah, and they're and, now fianceed yeah it's so funny because a couple of years ago when we were living together when i was in new york me and her and our other friends like we were literally talking about how the word fiance sounded gross like we were joking around we're like oh my god I can never imagine using it it sounds so gross we're not ready for that absolutely not like we literally it was a whole like joke we were going, like for hours we were going on about how like we're like ew like the word fiance absolutely gross and then Crazy. this weekend we were talking about it and we we're like, wait, like it doesn't sound gross anymore. Like it actually, like, it sounds nice and it sounds like it makes sense. Um, huh. it's called growth. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. I, she had no idea I was the coming. It was
0: so cute. Yeah.
1: I surprised her. So that was really fun. I tried to throw her off by posting like a fake Instagram story that I was still in LA. You got me too.
0: I was like, wait, maybe I confused the weekends.
1: So. You know funny. There were some people that I told that I was going, I told some people I was going to New York. And then I was in New York and I posted the story that, I, like, as if I was in LA. And a couple of people messaged me and they were like, did you lie to me? Like, you were going to New York. You got
0: yourself in trouble. They're like, they were very
1: confused. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm still in... So, no, you nervous. know the truth. Yeah, no, no. yeah, this, no, one, no. this is all a setup, uh, a fake out. Um, yeah, it was really nice. There were actually... After that weekend, I saw like, obviously, I was there for Phoebe's proposal. And there also was, I think, like five other proposals I saw that week. It was like a big weekend. This is what I'm saying,
0: guys. Once one of them happened, it was like oh, another one bites the dust. Literally. Like, everyone.
1: And we went from like, engagements. Now it's going to be wedding season. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I'm still getting used to this part.
1: Yeah. It's, I feel like it's so crazy. Like a cousin's wedding, friend's wedding, I'm sure your wedding's too. And it's just so crazy. Cause it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow. Like, especially if they're not local, you're like, you have to decide like, should I go? Yeah. Can, I get, can I go? Can I go? Can I afford to go? Like, especially if there's a lot at once and um, it's like things you don't normally have to think about because normally it's like, I feel like just birthday events and like they're local. You don't, they don't, have to, it's obviously you'll go if you're around. And now it's like, Bigger events that sometimes are far away, the travel—it's a whole thing. Right. right. Yeah.
0: So crazy. I also watched this TikTok yesterday where it was like, if you are a bridesmaid, you are initiated into a cult. Like you're all doing this for Sophie. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to upset Sophie. Like you were there, like you were eating with Sophie, you were there for Sophie, all the things you care about are for Sophie, <laughs> you're like in this one place, you're not coherent, like I was like whoa, like I haven't even been in it, it does sound like a cult. <laughs> That's
1: so funny, that actually makes so much sense, yeah, you're like whatever events are happening for them before the wedding and, and then at the, the end, end she surrounds like, them. Sophie's not
0: even that great, <laughs> <laughs> i'll find the video so and send it to
1: you. that's but, actually so true that is such so I i don't know if, yeah some people do so well, you're going to be a
0: bridesmaid like fully i'm not probably oh for phoebe yeah for i was well yeah yeah, yeah like for, have you done that sure. before
1: no i haven't been at no i haven't been in a wedding party for anyone yeah i'm sure i assume phoebe will do well she's a sister so I'm, i know her sister will be her maid of honor and then yeah, yeah. she'll probably do a bridal party i'm sure she will so um,
0: wild.
1: Yeah. It's so crazy to think about. Like, it's, it's, it's and wild. It sounds so
0: wild. annoying. We're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, no, we're not that podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, it is a big deal. Congratulations to Phoebe. Congratulations to Nestle and Rafi and Ezra and Sterna and Maxine and Henry. And I'm sure there's more I'm missing. Yeah. There's a
1: girl that I know here that just got engaged over the weekend. Like, there's, it's so many. <laughs>
0: snaps <laughs> Mazzle snaps um okay cool so marla hopefully will be in new york again
1: soon yes i'm coming for my cousin's wedding i'm trying to see if i can maybe extend it a couple days so i can stay we'll see i gotta see if i can move my flight i don't know because i like booked it through like a third party travel thing so sometimes it's complicated so what are the we'll dates again it's the first beginning of june but we—it's in—I know your birthday weekend, but it's in Maryland. Oh, We're so We're driving cool. down like immediately, um, basically as soon as I fly in. So we love to see it. Was, um, but yeah, it'd be fun. And then yeah, we. How was you? Had a very busy week also. TikTok event, Drew Barrymore show. Like, how was all that?
0: Oh my gosh, it was like the most jam-packed time ever, but so fun. Drew Barrymore show first, Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Drew Barrymore, such good energy. um, Such great like audience participation. She's so cool and funny. And just seeing Adam and Jennifer in real life too. I'm like, oh my God, I love you all. And they were like talking about being like a triple couple. In a movie to come. And I was like, that's so cute. Like I would watch that. So that was fun. That was in the morning. And we got like amazing seats. Thanks to Ali. Shout out Ali. And then we went to see Elon Gold at Stand Up New York that night. And like went to an after party with him. And that was pretty dope. So it was a jam-packed, jam-packed day. Mm-hmm. And then that was Thursday. And then Sunday i had the tiktok event with sarah haskell that relatable jew mm-hmm. and it was so cool to meet all different types of creators i do think we might have been like the only jewish creators there oh wow it was still really wild yeah like, and people think like, we
1: run the media
0: yeah seriously <laughs> but to be surrounded by people who are like doing what we're doing is so cool
1: mm-hmm. that's awesome
0: the conversations are like so nice too because you're like oh my god like what do you do on tiktok what do you yeah yeah so what was
1: what was so were there different like speakers at this event there were like three speakers
0: um a lot of schmoozing drinks brunch Mm -hmm. and photo ops yeah that was that was like one of the cooler parts
1: yeah was there anyone that you were like especially like Is that anyone you you kind of had already seen on TikTok before that you were kind of excited to? to
0: Two of the speakers. Yeah, one of them, I connected with her on Clubhouse like two years ago. Ah, That was cool. Her name's Giselle. And she's kind of like a career coach, TikToker, like extraordinaire. Like Mm -hmm. she's just doing so many things. So it was really cool to like hear her talk and like see where she was two years ago versus where she is now. Mm -hmm. And then this other creator who basically does like job advice with Mm -hmm. Erin and I didn't even realize when I was with her like that she was who she was Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so it was really cool like the after effect to be like oh my god like some of these videos helped me and Mm -hmm. obviously she was super sweet to have a conversation with Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah people were mostly just down to network and chat and those are like two of my favorite things
1: that's awesome that sounds so fun was this your first like TikTok official
0: event. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, hence the many, many, many photos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like in heaven. I was like, this is like the best Sunday ever, and it was gorgeous weather. And then we ended off with like a free meal from Sushi Tokyo. Oh, like, it's it was just like the perfect Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the Sunday was a be- Sunday was like a beautiful day in New York. It was one of those like, this is gonna be a great like start to the spring summer weather vibe
0: seriously the jacket came off at the end of the event (laughs) that's how you know the
1: weather is getting better in New York
0: yeah literally
1: any um any exciting things coming up with Jack or any fun things you guys did recently yeah we just
0: booked vacation number three amazing guess what it is (laughs)
1: a cruise another cruise <laughs> where it takes time. you guys could
0: have literally guessed and like won money at this point because yeah it's like it yeah so we're going on another cruise this one is royal caribbean stops in haiti and goes to the dr and goes back to bermuda so we're nice. gonna go to the same beach where we first were on the first trip um so i'm so excited about that and this weekend we made the best chillant to date. The only update that was different from this Cholent versus others, there was lamb, pastrami, mm. hot dogs, and wait for it, BBQ sauce.
1: I'm literally, I'm like, I'm like, I'm salivating. thinking yeah. about That sounds amazing. So
0: our friend Shlomo mm. actually recommended the BBQ to us because when we tried his chillant, Mm-hmm. Had the BBQ sauce in it and it was different. Like he puts corn in it and we were like, what? That's crazy. And we mm-hmm. tried it and we had this like chillant cook off and his was so good. And so we were like, hmm, like how do we get ours like saucier? And he was like, BBQ sauce. And that changed like the whole consistency of it. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. Well, I'm not now
1: craving, craving chillant. <laughs> well, yeah. It
0: was, I mean, you can have cholin any day of the week. That's for sure, true. I, Also, like, we had to have it before Passover, like, even more so, because I'm like, I can't. But, like, look at this.
1: Oh, my God, I wish you guys could see this. Oh, my God, it looks amazing. Barley, beans, Jewish food. Jewish food porn is just pictures of cholin. <laughs> to me, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. So, and it's weird because I buy a lot of Cholent too. And mm. I like this better than any Cholent I've ever bought.
1: That's like home hard is the best way.
0: I'm just like excited to have a family one day and like, they're just going to have Cholent like on Saturday afternoons and it's going to be like special because yeah. it, there's so much work into it. Like, I don't want to be the mom that like, just makes like, not that there's anything wrong with this, that just <laughs> makes like cookies that you put in the oven for 10 minutes. Yeah. i totally get it this is i think like my my new thing
1: and it it takes time to perfect so i'm just
0: excited for that
1: the next level of cheryl cohen (laughs) yes (laughs) yes i think i mean it makes sense i think everyone can appreciate and love like the 10 minute cookies but everyone also knows that like the meals that take more time to bake or make like are always they're oh, made the more worth it yeah exactly exactly i'm also
0: like really excited for that era in my life where like i just spend more time cooking and i feel like it's more fun to do that when you're like not living alone
1: yeah and you have like people to cook for for sure yeah like i
0: love cooking for other people yeah like there i always leave leftovers that i try to pretend to myself that i'm gonna eat and i never do
1: yeah oh so. <laughs> you're, in your, you're in your jewish cooking mom era
0: i am i'm in my cheryl era <laughs> as per usual. but talking about cheryl and jewish mom and all that social media stuff mm-hmm. are you seeing this verification now on
1: yes so i saw i saw last week that my friend Brittany was verified all of a sudden and i was like what and i'd message her and then yeah i guess now it's a thing where you can even, even if you're not necessarily like, quote unquote like you know famous person or like yeah. big following, you can get that that certification.
0: So, is there a certification if you're like a nice Jewish boy that we can add on Instagram? Like, it, but we we get to set the check marks.
1: Yeah. What would it look like? Because like the 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 blue check is it would be a Jewish star Hondo P. Yeah, maybe like a Jewish star. It wouldn't
0: like be like, like gendered like, or anything like that. It would just be like if you were like mensch behavior. Yeah you get a you get a star you get yeah. a star you get a star
1: <laughs> or maybe like sa for like schmuck
0: boys approved <laughs> oh this is good guys getting the <laughs> ideas so yeah look in the new um meta updates in a few months and <laughs> you'll see us there yeah we or talked like to, instead we of us getting verified we get like the star yeah. yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah we talked to zuckerberg he's super down for it so
0: yeah emphasis on the berg (laughs) 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 he
1: he was like where's my oh where's my stamp i know i know um but yeah i think it's interesting i mean i think froze it means that like fake accounts you know it'll be harder for them to pretend to be people that they're not Mm -hmm. but i also feel like similar with like twitter like sometimes people that maybe don't have the greatest intentions can get verified and therefore get bigger followings but i guess that's kind of like similar to what we we're talking about with the episode of adela like that's just free speech and you can't really necessarily do anything about it so it'll be interesting to see if like yeah. the ability to like verify yourself and then maybe in turn that'll cause people to look at you as more legit like this whole
0: generation like. is like everything's verified checks like whatever it's like yeah.
1: Like about, you know how like about hard it
0: is to get a kosher hexer, And now we're just verifying people like
1: <laughs> it is now harder to get a it's now harder to get a kosher hexer than it is to uh, to get a verified check mark.
0: The fact that I'm posting a TikTok about that as soon as this is over.
1: No, that's so funny. Or alternatively, you could say it's easier to get a blue, a blue verified check now than it is to get a kosher hexer so funny because i think a lot of people like if, especially if you're not in the jewish world but even if you're in the jewish world but maybe not in the religious world at all you don't even know like the drama that can ensue within the kosher world of like oh, it's, did it's a did you not hear
0: about these restaurants with fake hexers that were selling like cheap meat that wasn't even kosher
1: yeah i think i heard about that yeah so
0: like yes it is
1: easier to get verified than get kosher meat <laughs> it's like, what it's, it's <laughs> what so, is this world we're coming to it's so crazy Like, there's a facebook group that i don't, I, I feel like you're probably in it too it's silly it's a whole facebook group for like kosher like foodies and the, the drama that will ensue is it could be oh its God. own tv show like people debating over what's legit or not legit and like you know talking about like some kosher companies having like too much power like it's a whole it's a whole the drama It could be like on like the food network honestly maybe i'll so maybe i pitched it um but yeah so that's interesting for sure the whole verification thing um same kind of thing what else okay so you and jack a cruise. That's fun. Booked the cruise, made some chillin'. We've been
0: going a lot more double dates, um, which is always fun. fun. It's fun. I
1: feel like when you've been in for a while, especially, like, that was always a fun way to, like, spice it I up. I used
0: to think double dates were bad luck because every time I would plan them, they would never happen. And then, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden we wouldn't be together anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, Hashem is on my side. Like, Hashem does not want me on these double dates with someone that's going to be, like, not around.
1: Yeah, of course. So interesting.
0: I never like experienced them until till him. So
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense though, because it's it's kind of like that thing where like the second you tell your family about someone, they ghost you or like they end yes. like, like is like Israel medical school dude, like I told I like only my both our like immediate families have known about each other, yeah. but like not extended. And then I was like with extended family, and they were asking me about my dating life. This is like I guess over a year. And so you now. shared,
0: and then it and was I like
1: vaguely kind of talked about him. And then like a few weeks later is when he like edited things. And I was like, well, that's the last time I tell my extended family about someone. Literally,
0: talk about extended family and talking about things and answering annoying questions. We have a seder coming up. Mm-hmm. Are you, doing Tana? are you doing the four questions are you gonna be asked 100 questions well i'm not gonna be in my family oh not my this year. god so uh
1: there will be no lucky
0: no i'm just kidding <laughs> i wanted to april fool's my mom and and be like hey like i'm not coming to the seder i'm going to a friend's this year and i was like Choose to die today or live.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like it's not worth it. <laughs> that's so true. It kind of would be funny to record a reaction, like over Facetime or something. No, oh,
0: no, it would have involved way too many things that I wouldn't be able to publish. Yeah, today. it would
1: have been too dramatic. <laughs> that's a good idea, though. Yeah, <laughs> right? a good idea. maybe next. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's definitely. I'm mean, it's it's definitely like bittersweet not being with the fam for Passover, but I'm excited. Bittersweet. To- bittersweet just like when we dip the is the maror yeah exactly exactly um but yeah guys
0: this time is supposed to be extra holy and you're supposed to pray for the things you really want in your life aka that husband you're waiting for getting over your ex yeah
1: i only learned that recently that the because like i guess the month of nisan in the jewish calendar just started it's be a very holy time of like growth and, and newness and like praying mm-hmm. for things you really want. Um, so that's an interesting thing, which, which I guess kind of also goes along with the theme of Passover, because it's like we were in one place and then we got better. You know, the whole you guys will hear the story at the Seder if you don't know it already.
0: Yeah. I just like it's such a hard holiday. Because mm-hmm. hear me out. I would rather have eight Yom Kippurs than eight days of Passover. Ask me why.
1: No. Each of them end with bagels. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, that's that'd be like a mini ra- if we had that'd be like a mini Ramadan. <laughs>
0: no, not in a row in the oh, calendar. Okay. Uh, I would rather do it eight separate times of the year and be like, but I have bagels to look forward to. Then, eight straight days of no bagelinis, no pasta, kosher Passover pasta, matza that won't let me go to the bathroom, not to be graphic on this podcast. but <laughs> I'm sorry. If you go to the bathroom on that holiday, you are lucky. Like,
1: okay, lucky. I gotta say though, I don't i I, I, I would I used to agree with that when I was younger. I hated Passover growing up. I would sneak downstairs get up early before everyone else sneak into our hummus cabinet no you didn't yes and have no, a bowl. you did it yeah because growing up growing up the kosher for Passover options were horrendous I'm sure everyone remembers like the cereals tasted like cardboard they were not good mm-hmm. They were horrible. So growing up, I would sneak downstairs like really early, go into her mom's cabinet, and like pour myself a bowl of like the my Lake cereal that was not a kosher for Passover. Oh my god, but, you rebel you, child! Is like,
0: this the first time your parents are hearing of this? If they
1: listen, no, I think they know. I, I'll check, okay. but I think they know. Okay. But the but the thing is, kids today are so lucky. Like realistically, compared to when we were kids, there are so many more kosher for Passover options. Like I honestly feel like, other than straight bread. You can basically eat almost like identical, I feel like to normal because of like, there's there's a million kinds of kosher. Not if your favorite go- food is pasta. Well, yes, but there's tons of kosher for Passover pastas. Tons and not of- if you do cornstarch and corn syrup. No, even that, even then there's like, there's so many more kosher for Passover options than it used to be, but I get it. I get it. It's not for Aussie. But I'm told not to have something.
0: Do you, you understand how much more I want it? like also pasta is my favorite food i know and like when i walk in the streets of new york city guess what's in my face guess what i smell all the things i can't have like a hot dog the worst like falafel guy on the card you you smell it
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like
0: you you see like duncan or you see like
1: you could have coffee, though. Can't I mean, you?
0: also, another thing, we should talk about this. These kosher restaurants make so much money on Passover if they have a Passover menu. Oh,
1: yeah, it's, I'm sure. A Passover, Passover sandwich is like $40. And like Passover programs, like it, it makes sense. A lot of people, people don't know this. Like a lot of people, a lot of Jews will, instead of koshering their home for the holiday, which could take a lot of work, they'll go away on like a kosher Passover like program. for like a whole week-long vacation, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, so I've, I've heard before people talk about how insane some of the prices are for these packages and like, yeah, it can be expensive. Um,
0: kosher get- catering makes so much money on Passover. But like even like the prices of like meat mm-hmm. now went up crazy because mm-hmm. of Passover because you couldn't like have it.
1: Yeah, I right. feel like my because most of the kosher food that I've had since I moved here has been at like events I've gone to. I don't actually know how much it costs. So I don't really have like a great mm. um like living alone knowing.
0: with like what I'm buying in like mm. my apartment. Like I'm getting and like obviously I bought it guys like don't worry like <laughs> my kitchen stacks. Like I'm fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Jack was a mention got me a lot of meat like from Brooklyn.
1: Oh, that's really and nice. A lot
0: more options there than in the mm. city.
1: That make, yeah, that makes sense. That'd be like cheaper there, maybe too. Maybe not, yeah. but more options.
0: No, are. no, it is. Like yeah. it is. but I don't want to spread that here because I don't want people taking my ideas
1: <laughs> making it more expensive. Whatever you do, do not buy kosher meat from Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't do it. It's it tastes awful. Anyways, we're gonna pass over the discussion of Passover. <laughs> Cause I can't wait till it passes over. <laughs>
1: But on the same, on the same. I already
0: missed my pasta and my bread, by the way. So
1: I purposely on the last grocery trip that I bought, like I could have bought bread and eaten it like leading up to Passover. But I was like, I want to try to wean myself off it. <laughs> so I purposely didn't buy it. Actually, I did. You know what I did? I bought wheat wrap, wheat wraps instead. I, feel like I don't know
0: what I would do if I was gluten-free. They, step down.
1: they make gluten-free options.
0: Why? No. <laughs> I, if you are gluten-free and you're listening, I just, just want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I really, I'm so sorry. Um, I hope you like your vegetables and your fruit. And I they, don't, they, look, I don't make, like him enough. I mean, they
1: make so many gluten-free. They, they make gluten-free bacon. Marla,
0: we've never hung out on Passover. Actually, not to be gross and disgusting, but last year I threw up on Passover. I, I. Too much and matzo. everyone's always full and like I'm just not
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I just eat tuna and like chocolate matzo.
1: like matzo crack is really good to make
0: maza crack
1: yeah you know that's what they call it when it's like you melt like chocolate and caramel and like stuff on it because it's like addictive like I
0: just get so annoyed when people start getting like creative with it I'm like why I'm I'm like, I love
1: cracker I love I love to get creative with matzo like making like all different types of matzo brai, matzo french toast like it's you can you get creative and it's fun i like it you're like absolutely not right now <laughs> no you're like just pushed through the holiday the most i do
0: is like schnitzel with matzo meal okay That's
1: that
0: awesome. will be my favorite thing i eat and i have like salmon yeah i'm <laughs> all for like the actual holiday but like the food stuff is really hard but anyways,
1: Libby's <laughs> like I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess continuing with the theme of Passover and the holiday, Libby and I thought that it could be cool to kind of talk about how our how our own Jewish identities have kind of evolved since we started the podcast. Because obviously, when we have guests on, we always talk about their Jewish identity how and how they grew up versus how they are now. So Libby, how do you feel like your Jewish identity has maybe evolved like recently in the past a like, couple of years?
0: I feel like full 180 in the past like three years. Obviously, we're both public school girlies, like loud and proud. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever expects us to do things like have a Jewish podcast or mm-hmm. like be a Jewish mom online. Mm-hmm. You know? Like you wouldn't expect those those kids to do it. But I think it actually makes it like all the more special. And I mm-hmm. feel like extra connected when I do. Um also being with someone who went to a yeshiva for most of his life, always learning, always being surrounded by Jewish people too helps a lot mm-hmm. because a lot of the community I'm around now and connect to is because of what I'm doing, which is Jewish. And yeah. a lot of who you are is dependent on like who's around you.
1: Hundred
0: percent. Oh, I think that I'm surrounded by a lot of positive Jews, and that's made me more well-rounded. And then also getting people to like comment things who aren't Jewish, like about Judaism, really like lifts me up. So I I definitely feel closer, and I feel like I am working harder on like my connections with Shabbat and like reading more before holidays. Mm-hmm. And like about
1: the holiday, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more interested because I want to be able to like answer questions for other people. Or, like, mm-hmm. somebody recently reached out to me and was like, Hey, Libby, like, I really admire your content. I'm actually struggling with my Jewish identity. Like, mm-hmm. I have your advice, yeah. And they shared like a little bit about their story and how like they grew up Jewish, but they were adopted. Mm-hmm. and like pretty religious and then when they went to their chabad their chabad didn't accept them like the rabbi mm-hmm. was like you can't be here
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like That's asked. Crazy, him, like, usually I Chabads are the most
1: welcoming ones
0: or maybe it was like their chabad or their hillel. or they yeah. went they went to you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so it kind of like asked me for advice and like how to how to go further with like there's mm-hmm. like just like the fact that people feel like they can come to me about these types of things mm-hmm. really heartwarming for me and that's i feel sure. like i have a purpose and being on this podcast with you i think in in a lot of ways we inspire young people to marry jewish and we continue mm-hmm. the generation but we're also open to hearing like all ends of conversion and gay marriage and you know i just think that's really 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 special Mm-hmm. And I don't think we see a lot of that. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. hundred percent. Do you think that you like, like, let's say like college will be like saw herself like being this connected to her Judaism.
0: It's so weird because at the same time, like even looking back, I'm like, I still was very connected. Like I was still president of Chabad to everybody else. I was around. I mm-hmm. was like the Jewish girl. Yeah. It, I'm just connected in a different way now because mm-hmm. I was the Jewish girl who was also the theater kid who was also the sorority girl. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like the Jewish girl. Yeah. So I feel like I would have definitely been like shocked to see Circles leave me because I became more of a proud Jew. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have expected it from me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I'm really happy where it ended.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's really nice. What about you? Mm, Yeah, I definitely would say, I mean, similar to you, growing up, school, high school, college, after college, even though I have had plenty of Jewish friends, I was still the Jewish friend, even amongst them. And them. (laughs) Amongst my friends that were both Jewish and non-Jewish, I was still the, the Jewish one and um definitely in the past few years it's taken it's gone from kind of like the side thing in my life to like the main thing and especially when i moved to la it's it's evolved so much just in the past seven months because in new york you know it was like my college and my college friends and home friends that was that I would see mostly. And then, okay, once in a while, I'm doing a Jewish thing like here and there. And then right before I left New York, I was getting a bit more involved because I went on the Israel trip with all on me and had like kind of like this new crew of like Jewish friends to go to all these, all these, all these events with, but still, again, it was, yeah, it was kind of like, it wasn't the top priority in my like life, I would say. And now that I'm here in LA, it's kind of been this yeah kind of like a 180 where now it's like oh like the Jewish events and the Jewish friends are like the forefront and like the main thing that I do probably like 80% of the time and like other things and like other friends that I made outside the Jewish community tend to be more like like 20 to 30% of the time um so it's been really interesting for me to kind of like have that switch um And, yeah, I mean, I mean, I talked before about how my siblings are are more religious, so not that I necessarily see myself becoming more religious, at least right now, but I do enjoy like being more around it and learning about it more. And yeah, I feel like it also helps me to be closer to my siblings because you know, I have a better understanding now of some of the things that they do, you know, um, yeah, but, yeah, it's crazy. I think they went to public school, Marla yeah we all did we all went well we all went to the same schools growing up um
0: and they became like a lot more religious yeah yeah
1: and it's interesting because especially because growing up my sister and I we were always more into like the Jewish stuff than my brother and now my brother's the most religious one out of all of us which is kind of funny how that works yeah literally literally but yeah I think that another thing that we've talked about a lot on this podcast with probably almost all of our guests is how in your 20s, when you're on your own for the first time is really when your Jewish identity starts to evolve, sometimes devolve. Is that even a yeah. word I'm not sure. um, And just really like, because for the first time, we've talked about this before, how it's really the first time you're we like, okay, like, well, my parents aren't telling me what to do. So do I still want to do these things and follow these things and follow these rules and, and connect to Judaism or connect to God? connect to the Jewish community do I want to do these things for me or do I want to do them um for my parents like and it's 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 definitely a time in our lives where I feel like the most like evolving is happening of your Jewish identity
0: yeah. that's the and biggest like, thing with post-grad too it's like there's no chabad making you or messaging you to do anything or yeah. sending you food anymore so it's like on you
1: yeah yeah
0: and then it was chabad and now it's on you
1: yeah exactly you have to make more of an effort to like the community is there for you if you want to join it but you have to make more of an effort yeah do it um so it's interesting because i feel like it really is like a very much of a pivotal point in a lot of young jews lives of figuring out okay like how do i want it in my life and if I, i want it in my life how much do i want it and my yeah. life you know the friends that i made here through jewish stuff were all we're like aligned but also different at the same time like i have some friends that keep more kosher less kosher more shabbat less shabbat um but obviously no matter what the differences are within how we practice our judaism we all still super connect and get along um yeah. so i think if someone out there like wants to get more connected but like doesn't know how like definitely like like the easiest most like Low key, not like the easiest low key way that's not like a lot of pressure is like finding a Shabbat dinner. Yeah. That's kind of like, I feel like a good start.
0: I have to credit Meet You for a lot of my reconnecting to Judaism, though, like Mm -hmm. on a real note, because I found Meet You. I started TikTok. I think maybe I started sharing them here and there. I started getting recognized and meeting people and getting added to chats and going to events. And, like, becoming a moderator and going Mm -hmm. to more events and doing my own, you know, Jewish identity. So, and obviously then meeting, like, Jack's brother Mm -hmm. and, like, everything. So, yeah, it's really crazy how these last three years have panned out.
1: Yeah. 100 percent. i actually saw i saw daniel and arian last week they did a pre-pass event in la it was pretty fun
0: Love um
1: them. but yeah so i feel like it's it's been interesting for sure for for me and you to like watch each other's also evolve um because yeah, yeah we've always since since we met at a jewish event and since then we've both just continued to get like
0: more yeah involved. That's the other thing I would have never considered working in it in like Jewish events and this mm-hmm. and that. And it was like I was born to do that. Like I mm-hmm. always I always was doing that in college in a way by forcing people to go to Chabad. Like yeah. it was just like the prelude to where I'm at now.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's awesome. So,
0: go us. Go Judaism.
1: Let's get into more dating stuff. Let's, you know, Jewish stuff is great, but that's not what this podcast is just about. <laughs> Um, something that I want to talk about because my friends and I have been talking about this a lot recently is the whole idea of when you're meeting someone, you're getting to know them and immediate spark versus slow burn. You know, my friends and I were talking about how, you know, we know some people that were like, I knew right away. And some people that were like, oh, it took some time for me to like get there and how a lot of people feel pressure in the beginning of Getting to know someone or being a dating, where you're like, well, I feel like this, but is this how I'm supposed to feel? Should I feel like right. this? Is there like a right way to feel? And it's it can be really hard you end up just like overthinking a lot and comparing and trying to figure out, you know, what's what's best. Um, because me and my friends have both had situations where like we have like things that are like slow burn versus immediate spark and like debating like how we feel about that and compared to like. And and whole idea of how, well, maybe the slow burn doesn't feel as good because but like kind of the idea when of how you say burns,
0: slow burn, are you saying like they do something wrong and it's over?
1: No, or slow like, slow it burn a
0: while to like them.
1: I don't I wouldn't necessarily say it takes a while to like them, but more like a slow burn as in like maybe like when you first meet them, you're not really sure how you feel, and then like the feelings and the connection like grow a bit more slow. But like you get there, it just like instead of immediate sparks, it's like takes a bit longer to like feel that like strong connection with them. And how yeah. sometimes though it can be because like when someone is maybe not if someone's being like like wishy-washy with you and like not really giving you the attention you want, yeah. That can almost make the connection feel stronger. And maybe it's like just the fact that it feels comfortable makes it feel, you know, different. But you're like, well, should I feel, I don't know, it's a whole like I don't know what do you think you feel like
0: I feel like people who don't like people as quickly sometimes there's something in their past that makes them feel that way Mm -hmm. I mean at least for me like I did not let my guard up easily Mm -hmm. like I was rough Mm -hmm. it's not easy to chat for like the first month and a half Mm -hmm. why because I built up a wall and Mm -hmm. I didn't let myself feel anything because mm-hmm. I was hurt in the past yeah so I feel like some of it is like subconscious some of it is like when you know mm-hmm. that you're doing it yeah so I feel like that's when things happen slower but I also think you you can chill like love bombing is not healthy yeah you shouldn't be in love after the first time of meeting someone like you can be like happy and like head over heels and like I understand it happens to everyone differently. Mm -hmm. Like love bombing usually isn't healthy. You should take your time. It takes time to get to know a friend. Mm -hmm. It's time to get to know like a partner, especially Mm -hmm. someone that you would live with for the rest of your life. Like there is pressure to that. It's not like you're going into a relationship and a marriage being like, oh, like I could get married again.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's a big commitment, but it happens. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't blame that at all. Like I. I think it's okay to be a nervous stater. Do
1: you feel like sometimes that like spark or butterflies that people feel can sometimes be confused with feeling like anxious? Like it's almost one of those things where like you're getting to know someone yeah. and they're not like because they're not because they're being wishy-washy, because they're like not quite giving you what you want, you like really want them more and you feel it more. And so when yeah. you compare that with the feeling of feeling comfortable with someone, it feels like the comfortable, like it sometimes can feel like the comfort feeling doesn't feel as good because it's not like a high. It's not like that the roller coaster of emotions of like waiting and waiting for them to text you and then they finally do versus not feeling anxious because you know they're going to text you because you have such a comfort.
0: Yeah, I mean everyone's putting on an act for a certain amount of time when you talk to someone and the first mm-hmm. time you meet someone on a Saturday night is not going to be how they are during busy season on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Like, so a lot of it is like preconceived notions or like people might have this rule. Oh, I don't text them after the first day for like two weeks or like, yeah. Oh, like you don't know what else is inside there. You do not know them yet. Yeah, it takes time to get to know each other. I feel like three months is like an appropriate amount of time to like know each other before actually delving into a relationship.
1: I agree hundred percent. And
0: it, it really depends, like how much are you seeing each other, how much are you talking to each other. Mm-hmm. People have different love languages also. Yeah. Like, I feel like mine is communication. I just, like, the words just of affirmation. like communicate, but also like I'm very chill. Like I'm not gonna be up in your grill or expect you to say everything just say like oh like I'm I'm busy now I won't be able to talk and right. like we don't need to talk yeah of so I feel like some people don't know these things about themselves yet like we are still young yeah. people we're still figuring it out some mm-hmm. people haven't had real relationships yet mm-hmm. and most of the time I want to say that people aren't trying to hurt someone else mm-hmm. there's usually a backstory and some people are just mean like that, that that's really what it comes down
1: to mm-hmm. yeah no I think that makes a lot of sense I think sometimes also yeah I, I agree a lot with like people aren't always trying to hurt you I think sometimes that someone could be in something just because it feels nice and they're not really sure how they feel about yeah. it yet and so but it's hard to think about it of- Adela
0: just said that too yeah. she was like there was this mean guy, this mean guy, this mean guy. And then there was this guy, he didn't do anything wrong, but something was missing.
1: Yeah, And I think exactly.
0: it's okay to like take a year and realize something's missing. Like, does it hurt more? Sure. Mm-hmm. If you have an inkling, like say it, but it, it's yeah. feeling hard to look, like understand.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also hard because when you feel like maybe not a hundred percent sure about someone, but you are still into them. It's like you want to feel like you give it enough time to like yeah. really see if like it, it, it's able to grow and change because if you necessarily cut it off too soon, you might be like, maybe if I just like maybe I should have given it more time. And like so, that's sometimes I how know. you get a situation where you're seeing someone for a while. Before I feel like I'm that's how them. I am
0: when I shop for clothes. I'm like, no, maybe the jeans did fit, and I should have bought them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and then you like, then you go home and then you order them online. <laughs>
0: Right, exactly, but I think also the generation of texting like and ghosting and mm-hmm. messaging, I just i I don't know, we overread messages all the time, like mm-hmm. I'm so old fashioned like I just want to get on the phone with people,
1: yeah, yeah, I,
0: think I just overthink text messages so much
1: i I think it also you, I agree a lot it is about like different with like difference with like ages and generations because there was a guy here I was seeing for a little who was 31 and like he wasn't the best texter and I honestly got kind of confused sometimes about whether he actually was into me and wanted to see me but then like he would double text me and be like okay so we making plans or something and I was like oh, okay so maybe he's just not a big texter and that's why like he's not really
0: yeah with like text for plans but not for combo
1: exactly exactly
0: um if you look at most people's phones who've been in relationships for a while there's like gaps within messages or like hey how are you and then there's like phone call in between or yeah. like on my way to my friend's house and it's like omg this dinner so good like there's no like real cohesive conversation even like 4 years in
1: Yeah sometimes it's just like oh check it's this just,
0: out yeah Yeah exactly and i feel like in the beginning we overanalyze a lot because we're still trying to get to know who they are and what yeah. their is and, you know, I think our generation needs to pick up the phone more and, and call people.
1: I, it's funny because I, I do like phone calls. I mean, I was obviously when I was seeing that medal is, is really guy That was like, FaceTime. that was your only option. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that, I think that's not a bad idea before going on a first date, especially if it's, like a hinge or blind date, like hop on the phone, hop on a FaceTime. Cause I also I only
0: like, ever did that. That was my yeah, rule.
1: Yeah. Cause it also feel, it feels like it helps to break the ice like before an actual date. Nobody wants to answer. So what
0: do you like to do? Like your text. Like sometimes I like to jog and whatever. Like versus someone asks you in person, like, so like what do you like to do? Yeah. Oh, I like this. Oh my God, me too. Really? Oh yeah. There was this one time in 1998 (sighs) I was (laughs) two years (laughs) old. It's just like more cohesive and you learn more about a person. And I feel like also as people coming out of COVID, nobody knows how to like Mm -hmm. communicate.
1: It's insane. In like, face. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of like apps and dating apps created like since COVID. And I think We're I'm, stuck. Sure, We're I'm stuck. sure you've seen like, there's some apps that are essentially like, like find someone in the same room as you and like them see if they like you back because people can, are too scared to just go up to someone and try talking to them. And it's like, have we really regressed that much of a just yeah we have society that like people don't feel comfortable just going up to someone like no
0: we have i think we took so many steps forward during the pandemic because people were bored and i feel like people forgot that and i was hoping that they wouldn't wait do you mean steps backwards we took so many steps forward during covid like like phone calls and the oh, conversations yes, 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 and like yes. relationships that were starting. Yeah, like a lot of people dynamic. that were
1: like actually connecting that hadn't connected before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah,
0: me, but, like um, yeah, you and Jeff, literally, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I feel like in many ways that that was a huge positive for me it was like mm-hmm. the communication was so good why yeah. because it was forced to be good I think it would have been good either way if we met in a different time because that's who we are as people yeah but I think especially because of that it was like green light green light green light green light green light
1: yeah and
0: now it's like when you talk to a guy in an app it will take him how long to ask for your number
1: mm-hmm. like too long sometimes yeah I uh- remember
0: just getting so fed up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to be like oh I'm not on here a lot
1: (laughs) yeah just text me yeah I I feel or just call me but I feel like it's interesting what you're saying because I feel like we like took steps forward but also backwards like forward in the sense that maybe you were willing to like talk to people on the phone or FaceTime or even just texting that you normally wouldn't necessarily talk to but then also backwards because maybe people got so used to and more comfortable over like the digital that now that we're back kind of the real world it's like harder for them sometimes too it's
0: weird because even me as a person i feel like I feel like I'm so used to being alone now too, that Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I enjoy being in my center. Like sometimes I miss certain things about that time. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was home, the ideas were flowing, you know, when you have restricted things, more, more things happen from that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And you come to like, appreciate it more.
1: Yeah. No, I think obviously as horrible as the obvious things are about yeah. the pandemic just because it was horrendous in in many 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 obvious ways doesn't mean that there were
0: i it wasn't no, all bad yeah it there were bad. like yeah it, you know got And there were a lot of creative hated. ideas and TV shows and movies that like came out because of it and after that
1: like, like very like, much forced people to like like you know rethink and reevaluate things in their life that maybe they otherwise you know wouldn't have it was very yeah but the, the whole
0: like long story short in this is that over analyzing a text message or having your friends read it, your friends aren't dating them, you are, mm-hmm. you have to decide where your comfort level goes for communication mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. girl, boy, whatever you are, like speak up mm-hmm. because we're not all mind readers when people text. Like if something sounds off, say, hey, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Or like, you know follow up on a date. If you Mm. don't want to wait around for 24 hours, you might have to sacrifice being the one to text first.
1: Yeah. And that goes both ways. I feel like no matter like that's
0: what I'm saying. Guy, girl, whatever you are, like you there's dating is sacrifice. Also, I don't want people coming up with this idea that it's easy. It's not easy. It will never Mm. be easy. Like well that's make more sense.
1: So it's interesting you say that though, because I feel like part of the 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 debate in that is like Yes, no one, I don't think most people think that relationship supposed to be like, you know, all easy all the time. But it's like, where do you draw the line of like, what's an appropriate level of, I don't want to necessarily say problems to go through. But like, what's an appropriate number, what's an appropriate amount of maybe like uphill battles? That you well, think to about to it to
0: individually it. as a person, how many battles did you go through on your own for three years? When you date someone, you're going through them together. Yeah. Whether it's a change of job, whether it's, you know, you, you got an apartment and the rent went up or, yeah. you know, they're all little obstacles. It's not easy. You have a For person sure. with you that's experiencing it too. So
1: yeah, yeah but I think it's hard because you're like, you're like, is this like, are we having so many issues and it's just, we just have to work through them or is it we're having so many yeah. issues and like, maybe, we're maybe people that have this many issues shouldn't be together and it's like oh I think it's kind of a hard line I,
0: I have my rule I have my rule if mm-hmm. you're in a relationship where you're having way too many conversations that you're finding yourself say to your friends sorry I can't talk right now I'm having a deep discussion with blank my boyfriend my whatever mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like you're having a serious conversation every single day like yeah it yeah it shouldn't be like that you no, I that, that's where I draw the line. If you are having like a problematic discussion, like more than once every few months, it just mm. a week like this, that like, no, like red yeah. flag. Like yeah. there shouldn't be anything that's serious to talk about unless something is individually happening to one person. Yeah. It shouldn't be about both of you, like having an argument like that. Like,
1: yeah, that's in not I, yeah. Healthy,
0: in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree hundred percent. I think that obviously there's a certain amount of i'll say bickering debating arguing that's like normal but if it becomes to, if it seems like it becomes the norm like that's an issue like you don't like your relationship shouldn't be a roller coaster you know it should Correct. be uh i don't know i'm finding myself
0: saying that to people mm-hmm. like i'm like you know that's like the fifth one this week <laughs> is
1: everything i'm trying wrong? to, I'm trying to <laughs> think of an analogy like like mountain hills but that's also kind of like up and down like what's something like, like maybe yeah, listen
0: when I say it's not easy it should be the easiest thing in your life because life mm-hmm. is hard yeah like, like the hard stuff will come not from the relationship and you'll mm-hmm. be dealing with it with someone else it'll be outside factors or mm-hmm. you have to move or mm-hmm. your kid didn't get into that school or like yeah. whatever like I'm talking like stuff like that not yeah one of us wants to leave somewhere and live there for the rest of our lives. And the other one had no interest in that and yeah. not interested in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I really, I agree with that for sure. Um,
0: but let's just in the, in the grand scheme of relationships, when friends are dating mm-hmm. and you are a very supportive friend, mm-hmm. When you have friends who are in long-term relationships, like, for example, Phoebe, mm-hmm. you know, like he getting engaged, did you ever once think to yourself, like, oh, I'm jealous of Phoebe?
1: Not you at all. You thought to
0: yourself, I'm so happy for her. Yeah, this no, I'm just happy. I admire.
1: Yeah. No, 100%, I think. No, literally never felt like, I don't think with any, I really don't think with any of my friends have ever felt right. like, oh my God, I wish I, you know, had what they're having. It is funny. There was one time, I'm trying to remember, I think it was with my friend Emma, where like in a short period of time, like it literally reversed. Like one of us was like happy with a guy. One of us was sad about a guy and then it reversed like a couple months later. Oh and we gosh. both talked about how we felt bad talking about it with the other person when it was our turn to be happy and their and there was their turn that they were sad. But we were in agreement both times where it was like, no, no, no. I don't care that I'm sad. That's, that's special. I want to know what's going on. Like, I want to know all the details. That's
0: special. And, and that's, that's like so special. yeah. I just want to put it out into the world that like the feeling of jealousy also in Judaism actually is not like a good feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think it's good to like, look at people that you admire, not be jealous of them yeah. and like yeah. want something. Like it's okay to want something. Mm-hmm. I just think when you put that energy out into the world, It's not going to happen. Yeah. I also just think like the word jealousy is like such a toxic, like mm -hmm. way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. Like it will happen if you let it happen and you, Mm -hmm. people aren't perfect. We don't idolize people in Judaism, like for a reason. Yeah. So.
1: No, I agree. Yeah, I feel like, I'm confused. I think that was so windy. Like my door just sounded like it knocked. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like maybe it can be hard sometimes when you like want like a relationship so badly, you want something so badly. And then someone like close to you has that, um, whether it's a job or a relationship or, you know, anything really, we have to try to like look at it from the perspective of like appreciating it. And if anything, like using them as a resource to like maybe even help you get to where you want to be, you know, by looking at them and talking to them about how they were able to get to where yes. they want how where yes. they
0: got. normalize like helping your friends find something normal like don't make them feel bad for things that have occurred but mm-hmm. I think if you are one of those friends that are in those relationships being mindful of like your friends who are single like making time for them too is like yeah. so important like I'm very passionate on like not letting your single friends feel neglected mm-hmm just because you're you get to be happy like let them be happy for you let the boyfriend be involved let
1: you know yeah 100% and it's don't like don't let it know, get to your head too much and you can always like preface like I was saying preface conversations like hey like I'm really excited to tell you about this but like I know you know you're struggling with the same thing right now like, I'm like, like, are you cool if I like talk to you about it? Cause I don't want to make you yeah. feel, you know, down about it since it's like not a great place for you right now, but it's a great place for me or something like that.
0: And like, there's been situations where you're going to be happy for someone. They should be happy for you too. And if you don't feel like that's reciprocated, like the one time you get your chance to be happy, like speak mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Like that's not a fun feeling either.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally Because agree
0: we all worked hard to get to where we are. Um, and just because you're in a good relationship now does not mean your past looked like that.
1: Yeah, and like we're so.
0: to get there.
1: Yeah. And, like, and also, the real ones, no. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I guess, well, to bring it back to a little bit with all the engagements, right? It might be easy for some people to feel like jealous, but you know. Especially one to... in relationships. Especially what?
0: Ones in relationships. Oh, but, yeah. like It, it's. We said this last time, but like everyone's timeline is their own timeline.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I say that a lot actually. Sometimes to my sister because she's you know in her early thirties and like she you know got close to having like you know a very long term relationship. You know, a couple times got screwed over by guys that um, were not great. And whenever I meet someone that's like her age or even older, that like you know, when th- it has similar experiences or is in the same place as her. I like always try to remind her, like, you're yeah. like, you're not like alone in this. You're situation. not behind you're either. Anything. Like, yeah, you're, you're not you're behind where you need to be. Especially in this day and age. Like, it's so common even to like, not even get like married until you're mid to late thirties. And you can. Forever.
0: Still- like there's well, 20 true. people. Yeah. That's not yeah. their yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. But
0: I've heard like, many people say like, they don't see themselves doing that
1: yeah I have like maybe one or two friends that have said that and I'm like I'm like I can't relate really, but I get like but like good for you
0: <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah it's like whatever makes you but I think prepared. especially yeah. if you're in your 20s or younger and you're listening to this this is such a time to like focus on you
1: yes yeah.
0: focus on yeah 20s 30s like this is a time to focus on you. And especially if there's something going on, that's like pretty major in your life. There's a Mm -hmm. reason that you're not with someone right now, because you're supposed to navigate that on your own. Mm -hmm. And maybe it would have been harder with somebody else. Yeah.
1: A hundred later
0: on, when you deal with something bigger and that person comes into your life, they'll be part of that. But for now you have to learn how to like maneuver it on your own.
1: Yeah. And I also think that's super important because I think a lot of times people, sometimes only they'll kind of like roller coaster in the sense of like when they're dating someone they're like the best version of themselves and then they're not dating someone and they kind of like retract back and it's like that's not good yeah. no, you know you should like you know obviously i don't think everyone has to be perfect on their own but like no someone and it's okay to you know, have your, setbacks it's okay for sure for perfect. sure but your partner like like your partner should help to make you stronger but not be like your will to live is in your they should compliment
0: you not be your whole entire support yeah i agree not hold you up like you should be able to stand and have them on your side like no joke like not to be cringe or anything but like you hold your partner's hand like you're equals like you're like you're sharing like a hand and you're both standing up yeah, that, that's what a relationship is. Like you're giving a piece to each other to enjoy together. Mm-hmm. But you're both experiencing like your own thing. Have your yeah. own friends, do your own thing. Have your own passions, figure out all of that, figure out what job you want, figure out what you like before you date.
1: Yeah. Like, 100%. Cause it's like you, it, it, you have to think about how, what do I want in someone, what do I want in someone? And am I acting like that as well? Because if I want that in someone else and someone else is probably going to want that in me. So I should, I should like also be on that same level.
0: Yeah. Guys, we got deep and it made me really happy.
1: Me too. And we'll be back with a guest episode in a uh, couple weeks per usual. But uh, yeah, you know, send us your questions, advice, anything you yes. want to share. And if there's anything in
0: particular that stood out about this episode, our DMs are always open.
1: Yeah. Let us know. And uh, oh, yeah. Happy Passover. Happy Passover.
0: you you're just a smug boy, you're just a small boy that's not enough, boy. Don't need another little small boy. 'Cause you're just a smug boy, you're just a
1: small boy that's not enough, boy. Don't need another another
0: boy.